You will fail. So what? Everybody does. But your gym, your watch, your abs, they pretend you won't. So when you miss a day, eat the pancakes. Give up on a workout, you failed. Seriously? What the hell? We're body. We've been a part of that too, but not anymore. At body, we're rejecting perfection and embracing reality. Not in a pizza Monday kind of way. In a loving your whole life kind of way. In a this workout is fun and it's okay if I take a week off kind of way. In a I'm eating healthy and it's okay if I eat what I want today kind of way. In a I like myself no matter what kind of way. Yeah, you will fail. We all will. But we're not going to let that be the end. See that? We're already making progress. So let's keep going. We are body. Start your free trial at body.com. That's B-O-D-I dot com. And good morning. We are live on YouTube. And I can't tell if you can see that flickering on your end. It is certainly messing with it on my end. That's why I just restarted the computer. Um, anybody in the chat want to let me know if you can see that flickering on the uh, on the camera as it's going? Um, Nick will join us just a moment. It was a, uh, an exciting game. No doubt about it. This is Forging the Falcons on Tuesday morning. Wasn't able to be here yesterday, but we will be on a regular scheduled show on Wednesday morning. Let me bring in our Facebook groups as well. We've got Atlanta Falcons fans on all Falcons, and we've got Scott Kennedy Sports. Both of those are our Facebook channels. So good morning, everyone. This is Forging the Falcons. I'm your host, Scott Kennedy. I'm back from England. I went over there to help cover the Broncos and Jaguars game and went to a Chelsea match while I was there. Uh, The Chelsea match didn't work out so well, but it was a good trip down to Brighton anyway. And uh, getting to kind of follow the Falcons game remotely and then came home and watched it. And it was one of those, as you well know, who all watched it live, what on earth is going on? That was my main feeling for sure. Um, I was watching the ESPN GameCast, 99.7% chance of winning the game. And to be fair, they did. Uh, lots to talk about here. Uh, I, I didn't want to put that in the in the description, but I definitely wanted to unpack some of the things in that game. Uh, watching the game, I, I feel like the front four on the Atlanta Falcons is doing pretty, is doing pretty well. It, they really are. I'm a big fan of Taquan Graham. Lorenzo Carter had his super high moments and some low moments. Uh, that's why he's bounced around the league a little bit. Arnold McKetty played well. He's a rookie. So I feel like the front four is good right now. You lose your, st- your top two corners on a team with as little depth this has. You're going to struggle. You're going to have problems. Not only that, you lose three of your four starters in the secondary. You're, you're going to struggle. I saw some people questioning Dean Peace. You know, what is Dean Peace doing? Are you kidding? You know, you don't know not to get behind a guy with, you know, 10 seconds left, let a guy get behind you. I mean, <laughs> that, that's, that's not on Dean Peace, I wouldn't think. That's pretty basic football. So let's say good morning to some folks in the chat that are coming in. Wanted to say good morning to Michael Ranquillo. He says, good morning, Scott and Nick. I'm forging the Falcons. Good morning, Michael. And Roger Cook says, what an exciting game. We won, we lost, we won, and won again. I'll keep Mariota, as I've said all along. He's in the right place to continue to resurrect his career. I think that sounds about right, too. Aiden Cummins says, good morning, everyone. I'm seeing to see, see how today pans out. Today being the NFL trade deadline, and all of a sudden, the Falcons are in first place. Are they going to be buyers? So we'll discuss a couple of the names that have been floated around the Twitter sphere and why or why not they might make sense. 
Kevin coming in and said, Gordon Morning, Scott. I don't envy you guys discussing that game. Why not? What an amazing game to talk about. So uh, let me bring in Nick, too. Nick, good morning, my friend. Where are you today? That doesn't look like home. Uh, home, uh, back in Iowa. Um, I will be flying out this evening. So I was hanging out with my uncle um, and uh, doing some things and uh, family members. So, yeah, didn't know we were doing this show this morning, but happy, excited to talk a little bit of Falcons. And, uh, hey, happy, happy Victory Tuesday to uh, both of us. First place. Happy first place, Atlanta yeah. Falcons. Uh, you're four and five. So, you know, that game, what was your reaction to that game? Um, you know, they, they they did their best to Falcon that one up, but you've heard me talk about the Alpha franchises, and I notice it more in college, really, but you see it in, you know, you know you've got Alabama playing Vanderbilt, and the ball bounces the way of Alabama. Uh, the The Vanderbilt guy trips over himself going in. It's just like, this karma, this this gravitas that these teams have. Mm-hmm. But when you've got two teams like the Falcons and Panthers, who both are keen on screwing things up, you get a game like this. I as I'm as I'm I'm paying attention to it live, I'm like, you know, this feels like neither team wants to win. Like you, you know they do, but it's like, are, are you both trying to go for a draft pick? What what's what the hell's going on out there? Crazy yeah. game. NFC South, baby. It's a, it's a wild one this year. Heck, I mean, I think every team in the division still has a chance to get it, probably besides the Panthers. Uh, but my take on this is the, the Falcons are probably still a year away, uh, and in any other division they would be. But with the the way the NFC South is set up right now, you got a chance. Uh, you might even be able to get in under 500 uh, with a playoff spot this year, which still counts. Uh, you can hang a division banner. My other takeaway, though, my big one is that this defensive personnel is just still dreadful. I mean, AJ Terrell in, uh, dinged up now. Uh, Hayward, I mean, we already were concerned about the cornerback talent. Now it's like extra. Uh oh. I mean, the Falcons might have the worst defensive personnel in the entire NFL right now. And credit to Pease for getting them to play at any sort of level. Credit to Arthur Smith for the offense. I mean, what are they, ninth or eighth in EPA per play? Uh, but this is a team that you should be enjoying right now because I think they're arriving to station well before anybody could have expected at this level of play given their personnel yeah you start thinking okay they're a year away oh you know oh it's gonna hurt the draft pick you know so what you know I mean really so what you know establishing the culture of winning and becoming a destination for free agents is much more important than you know over the long haul uh than maybe I'm instead of picking sixth I'm picking 16th so what you know, that, that, that doesn't matter. You want to win these games while you can. Um, and they did. They found a way to get the win. Uh, Young Wei Koo is awesome. Um, he's been the difference. He was in the difference The difference in several games last year. You know, love the guy. They paid him. You know, this this franchise was broke. They've been finding ways to scrape, you know, I say, you know, scraping couch cushions together to f- looking underneath there to scrape nickels and dimes in order to pay former Chicago Bears players to come in and, and fill a gap for a, a few a few games. But they they did. They made Youngway Koo one of the better paid kickers in the NFL. And thank goodness, you know, thank thank, thank goodness, um, he is beloved. Also, you know, that's another thing we talk about that with Grady Jarrett. You know, sometimes the personality matters. You still have a fan base. You still have a, cu- a customer base, and winning will cure all. But until you're at that level, it doesn't hurt to have some personalities and some fa- some people, some some players that the teams can, the, the fans can connect with. And Youngway is one of those guys. 
Yeah, no, absolutely. And uh, he's been he's been clutch for you guys. Probably been one of the better kickers in the NFL uh, over the past few seasons. And it's really obvious in a stark contrast when the other team's kicker uh, was at Pinheiro, uh missing shots. And I mean, we can debate the DJ Moore helmet toss until the cows come home. Uh, stinks for the okay, Panthers. What's the debate? I haven't really gotten into this, you know, other than you know, people don't think it should be a penalty, but when the helmet, he, he walked off the field. Yes. When he popped the helmet. So I, I thought it was a field of play rule. Yes. But, and it's supposed to be, but is behind, you know, is it almost like airspace goes straight up? You know, you're in my airspace, you know, he didn't go to the sideline and do that. He was, you know, he was walking out of the back of the end zone and then came back in. I mean, is that, a, we're not, I'm not debating the merits of the rule. You know, yeah. I, I, you know, again, I'm a soccer fan for God's sakes. You see the creativity they put into their celebrations. There is no over excessive celebration. It doesn't exist. But the letter of the law, was that an automatic or should it not have been because he was out of the end zone when 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 the helmet came off? That was my understanding. Um came off the field. I don't know if there's a continued field of play out of bounds. Right. Um, like I said, because you normally you think of it as being a sidelines thing, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. but um but I don't I don't know for sure. But yeah, like I said, those when you're not the alpha franchises, you know, the the blue bloods, and I'll even throw the Chicago Bears in there of the past, but you know, the Dallas Cowboys, the 49ers, the Packers, um, you know, the Raiders got penalized for everything, but you know, the 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 big name franchises in this league, those calls go, go against you. And it's nice yeah. playing against the Detroit Lions, the Arizona Cardinals the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the New Orleans Saints, the Carolina Panthers, you know, historically bottom third teams, because something like that, it's nice to have something like that happen to someone besides just your team. You got a chance. You do. You have a, you have a chance. Joe Cannon coming in says, good morning, Scott. And Dave also coming in saying good morning on, uh, on YouTube. Good morning, Dave. James Docker says, what's up? Good morning. Rise up from Kentucky. Anthony Sage says, heart attack for me, absolutely insane game. Chris Walker coming in. Good morning, everyone. Hope everyone had a great Halloween. Looks like we had a scary win, that's for sure. With last-minute happenings, it's great to be in first place. Um, Real quick on that, uh, and, I, and then I want to get my comment on this, because you hear me you know, kind of talk about the quality of play, you know, with the force parity and all this, the quality of play, this is kind of what you get. You know, you're expanding the regular season. You're at 17 games. You're in first place. But is your team any good? Uh, Michael says, uh, Michael reminds us, yes, New, New England Patriots. I think I pretty much stuck to the AFC when I was going through the Blue Bloods. But, yes, yeah, so the New England Patriots got their share of calls that would go their way. Um, yeah. But you're, uh, you end up with a kind of a bad product. You know, does this feel like a championship caliber team? You know, oh, we're in first place. Yeah, but the product isn't isn't very good. And between the PSLs and the expensive seats and overpricing your fans, you know what the lower bowl for that game looked like for most of the game? Look behind me. Look look at my screensaver in the back. It was about one third, one third full. Um, that's a problem. Mm -hmm. uh, the NFL makes so much money in their in their uh, TV, TV deals that. Owners might not care, but when I'm there and I'm watching a team from three hours up the road, up 85 in Charlotte, playing for first place in the NFC South, and I've got a one-third capacity in my lower bowl of the stadium, that should ring alarm bells. That mm -hmm. should be a wake-up call. 
for Arthur, uh, Arthur Blank, for president of operations. It should scare the NFL a little bit. You know, the, mm-hmm. the, the fans at the game are the lifeblood of our team. And then I'll get off that soapbox and we'll talk trade deadline a little bit. But, you know, for me, it's a pro it is, it's a problem. The, the, yeah. the, everybody is at 500 is a, is not necessarily a good thing. Yeah. How many good teams are there actually in the NFL right now? Maybe. F- I think there's three really good teams uh, in the Eagles, the bills and the chiefs. And then after that, I mean, not to, you know, talk down on anybody, but the Titans have only two losses. Do we think the Titans are a good team? I, I don't. Do the Giants look like a good team? No, the Seahawks should have blown them out. Honestly, this last game, I would say that the, uh, the Vikings, probably are close they're good they're not one of those top three that we mentioned but they're good Mm -hmm. and also the cowboys both teams losing handily to the eagles when they went up against them so yeah it's not a uh, there's a lot of mediocrity in the nfl right now which honestly given my denver broncos are what three and five right now i'm okay with that maybe we can pick away and get a chance by the end of the season uh no plan for draft capital this season we got mark turner coming in saying morning guys i think i'm gonna Live? live. I think I'm going to live. You know, the heart okay. attack, the old, uh, the old cardiac kids. I, I think got the, it. the original cardiac kids, I, the first time I ever heard that expression was with, uh, was with, uh, God, who was the, co- it wasn't Bernie Kosar. It might have been Bernie Kosar's or Brian Sipes, Cleveland Browns. That was the first time I ever heard that expression. Um, yeah. early eighties was the cardiac kids. Cause you're going to go into cardiac arrest watching this team. Yeah, um, and, and Dave, Dave says, good morning. Raymond yeah. says, good morning guys. And here's what, um, Kevin Mapp, also says that I and again I think this is a team you can be excited to watch even if things don't always go their way because they are undermanned they are Mm -hmm. I mean there's no excuse for letting those two guys get behind you just like you know there's no excuse for putting the ball at the ground of the five in a game you lost the Saints you know there's that's not coaching that's not even personnel that's just falconing (laughs) um that's just the gods but they they don't they never quit even when they went to the Bengals and were down 21 nothing I was like, okay, well, they'll, they'll fight, and they did. They they knocked it back. What was it, twenty eight seventeen? They got you know seventeen points in the first half. They fought. They just they just ran out of people. Yeah. Um. So I agree. Now to the topic on this, Nick. Did Bradley Ju- did Bradley Chubb uh and that win keep Hackett for sure at least uh, you know save his job and did it keep Bradley Chubb in Denver when they won that game? Or would the right package still be had? And should the Falcons be the team that offers that package? And then and then I'll, I'll let you go, and then I'll give you my two cents. I think the right package would still be had, uh, no doubt, in my opinion on that one. The Broncos are now 3-5 and five on the season. But you have to pay attention to the move surrounding uh, the position this offseason, where the Broncos set themselves up almost in every turn, uh, where they could be comfortable not having Bradley Chubb going forward because of his injury history and whatnot. Uh, he's... They, drafted Nick Benito, who looks like a fine depth edge rusher there with the speed rush. I'm not the biggest fan of him given his uh, one trick pony nature, but if your one trick is bending and speed rush, if you're a backup, <clears throat> uh, not a starter, that can be really valuable in a position that has a lot of depth. I'm okay with that. You paid a lot yeah, of money. Sammy for Sosa had one trick too. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> uh, but you know, for speed rush, if you can do that and you're not a full like three down player, that's, that's okay. Honestly, especially at pick 64. Uh, you have Baron Browning, who looked amazing. I mean, I'm Baron Browning is a really talented player. When you put his uh, mock draftable chart and you move him from off-ball linebacker, I think they actually have it as off-ball linbacker on there, Scott, sorry. To it says rusher. OLB. It says, o- it says OLB, okay. So Baron well, Browning says OLB. There is no off-ball linebacker position. It doesn't exist. It's made up. Linebacker. Everything's made up. 
I'll linebacker by name is behind the line. It's off the ball. It's from the Department of Redundancy Department to say off-ball linebacker. It's ridiculous. It's it's absolutely ridiculous. We need to stop calling outside linebackers that then because they're not linebackers. Unless they're, you know, unless they're in a the fourth grade. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and I'm okay with edge. I yeah. am. I, I am edge. okay with edge. But well, regardless. every single time we reference an off-ball linebacker, it's an inside linebacker. And it's been an inside linebacker for 150 years. Every single time so just scrap that phrase from your vocabulary because it sounds ridiculous i i can't help it i'm wearing the iowa hat i'm leaning into the ridiculousness <laughs> um but when you switch his position to edge or whatever the pure outside uh mm-hmm. rush linebacker is his number one athletic comparison is khalil Mack. Uh, out of yeah. every player that's ever gone through the combine. Yeah, a little uh, short, but all the burst, you know, it doesn't necessarily have too. the length, but he's got all the bursts. And that was the knock against Cleo Mack coming out too, is, you know, does he fit that? In fact, I mean, a little bit was the knock against Von Miller. If there yep. was any, come, not that there was a ton, but when you've got that kind of burst and power, mm-hmm. you know, when you can get, when I can beat you with speed and power, length isn't necessarily as important. Yep. And then, of course, you also have a Randy Gregory, who, when healthy, is really talented. And Jonathan Cooper, who's a good fourth-edge rusher. Mm-hmm. Uh, you talk about the opportunity cost. Adam Schefter said on multiple interviews now, Bradley Chubb is going to get a deal that's easily north of $20 million a year. And I think he's probably worth that, given his – I mean, he's kind of got a gravity to him on that defense right now. He's their best mm-hmm. power rusher. But uh, this Broncos offense is absolutely horrible and dreadful. And the you can get draft picks. You can get $20 million to use in the offense, maybe that's something you have to consider. So I definitely think he's available. If the Broncos don't get a deal that they view as fair, they'll probably keep him and try to work on extension themselves. Uh, What is a fair deal? I'm thinking right now, given what the market is, I mean, it sounds like Josh Allen is being shopped right now. Not the quarterback, the edge rusher from Jacksonville, folks. Uh, It sounds like Brian Burns, the Panthers maybe turned down two first-round picks. If Brian Burns is getting offers for two first-round picks, Chubb is probably worth a one plus a early day three, late day two pick. Uh, given his age and pedigree. So if somebody's offering me a one and a three, uh, I'm probably interested. Should the Falcons do it? I don't think so. I think the Falcons are still far enough away where this is a move for the long term, but you're still building up this infrastructure. You're still building up this house. You know, like, oh, there's a pool for sale that we could get on. Oh, God, what's the sites that you can get things <laughs> from? I Like where somebody had used it and then... Craigslist was Craigslist. the one. That's yeah. the one. Craigslist. There's a pool available on Craigslist. We haven't finished the kitchen yet, but hey, the pool looks pretty nice. Um, probably you should finish the kitchen first. You need a functional house. Uh, so I probably wouldn't do it if I'm the Falcons, given the cost of uh, expense right now. Right, and, and I'm with you on that one too. And what you said, and Falcons fans, I want you to listen up on this. He's a free agent in nine in nine games, okay? So if you make the playoffs, maybe in 12 games. And if you were a team that you were a legitimate contender for the Super Bowl, Maybe a first is worth it. You know, F them picks. That's what L.A. said. But L.A. was a legitimate contender for the Super Bowl. If you're the Buffalo Bills and you've got a hole at edge, you know, the Kansas City Chiefs, you know, and you're you're closer. Nobody in the NFC South should be trading first-round picks for a guy that's going to be a free agent in January. Nobody. And to, be, um, to, to add to that, though, it does sound like if Chubb is being traded, it's coming with an extension. Teams are not trading for Chubb without the extension in hand. Right, which is which is also part of it. Do I want to? Now, the Falcons are going to have some money. Do I want to drop $20 million a year into Bradley Chubb? No, I don't. I'd be okay with it if you weren't also giving up the first and third round pick. Um, first and the third round pick and then $20 million. Yes. So, again, I, there was a discussion on it on Twitter, and I responded back. And I was like, wait a minute. 
you know, someone said, oh, I'm, I'm upset we moved. We, it was Rise Up Reader, I think, on Twitter, who has a, a decent following, was saying, I'm mad we missed out on Roquan Smith, but if, as long as we get Bradley Chubb or Josh Allen, you know, I'll be okay with it. And I started thinking, okay, long term, you know, okay, you know, golly, do I want to sign Bradley Chubb to a free agent contract and spend all that money on him? You know, he's with, uh, you know, the limited production and the injury history. I'm like, and I'm like, wait a minute. He might make a trade for him right now. No way do, do I want this Falcons team to give up a first round plus, you know, let's just say even a first round pick, a first round pick for a one year rental with the risk of, signing the, that contract. So I'm not okay with the contract by itself as a free agent makes me nervous, let alone, like you just said, a one. And then that contract as well. That's, that's too, that's too much for my blood for this team, for this team. Um, would he make a difference? Absolutely. Yeah. If I could get a 26 year old top 10 corner to pair opposite AJ Terrell and I knew I was going to get him for five, six years who has played three years in. Let's say, you know, who is that guy? Is it, is it JC Jackson? Is he one of those guys? Um, one of the best you know, young cornerbacks. Yeah. Who's a, a third year, fourth year cornerback that would be in the top 10 that you'd sign. That's going to get a $20 million extension. Maybe the guy from the Browns that they just did it. You know, I think you already got signed. Yeah. Contract? yeah. You know, then I'm, I'm listening. Um, but the injury history with Bradley Chubb. Mm-mm. You know, not not the deal and the uh not not the trade and the contract. Not for me. Not this Falcons team, not this year. Not yet. Yep. Uh, you're still a year away, and I still think you're building the infrastructure around this team. Um, so unfortunately, probably not the way to go. We got Eric coming in here, uh saying, Morning fellas, can we get a round of applause for DJ Moore? Yeah, good player. He I think he's gonna be a very good uh Chicago Bear coming up here. Uh, pretty soon. So uh, I'm hoping at least, man, Scott, I got to say we dished a lot um, last year because both our teams were in the hunt for that uh, 2021 quarterback class. If we're ranking those guys, I think right now they're looking pretty darn close to how we had them coming in because I know there's a lot of Zach Wilson love. Zach Wilson looks horrible. And you were the first one to be like, this guy doesn't get it. I I wanted to have more games, but the interceptions he was throwing still at this far in the, into his career, unbelievable, uh, terrible. Justin Fields yeah, it, makes, good. it makes me nervous when you give a, a young quarterback time and that's when he's at his worst. Yeah. You know, the busted play is not uh, a basis for an offense and that's when he's okay. You know, when he's, when he's improvising and he doesn't think, you know, get out yeah. of your head, kid, you know, he's when he's just using on. those natural tools and he's got one option because he's, you know, you're, you're basically in panic mode because you're being mm-hmm. chased by somebody who's trying to break you in half. And you've got what's in front of you, and you make that throw. He's got tools, no doubt about it. Um, but I was Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, one, two. After that was, and then late first, Mac Jones, incomplete on um, Trey Lance. On Trey Lance, because that's fair. How could you? Yeah, how could yeah, you know? <laughs> it was incomplete on him. Um, but yeah, DJ Moore, uh, round of applause. Unfortunately for DJ Moore, he will not get to uh, play against Cornell Armstrong every game. Uh, he's a good player, um, but uh, you know he also might have you know a, a more consistent quarterback than uh, than PJ Walker coming at him too. Yeah. Um, Michael Coretti comes in as a good question. He says, "When do you think we should bring in Ritter? If right now, if Mariota gets hurt, if there's an injury, uh, the way the team is playing, I don't see any reason to shuffle it around. You're in first place. 
Ritter has or uh, Mariota's been playing well enough that there there is no real reason to bring in Desmond Ritter right now. Um, Mariota is is getting the job done, and I don't want to shake up the chemistry of that team for a rookie quarterback right now. Um, so for me, preseason preseason game one next year, <laughs> if as long as everybody stays healthy, and we're talking about along this current track. You know, if there's a huge drop off or something like that, you know, then, you know, three games of, of no touchdowns and three interceptions, then we'll talk. But along this current track for Mariota, if he stays steady where he is right now, preseason game one for Desmond Ritter, that's what I would want to see him next. Nick, what, what do you think? I'm with you, but I would like to add the caveat that Mariota needs to feel, I think, a little bit more heat for these turnovers. Uh, the fumbles and the interceptions right now are pretty darn high for a, as few of true dropback sets as he's having. I mean, the Falcons are leading the NFL right now in play-action dropbacks, I believe. Uh, they're like 39% of their passes or something are dro- uh, play-action. A lot of simplified reads, and he's still putting the ball on the turf a good bit and the interceptions. Uh, so I think that right now with how the team is playing, you're in there in first place. Only the teammates and people in the building and the practices can tell you what each of them look like in that practice setting, which should be the first uh, bit of information you use to evaluate who's going to play right now, given where you're at uh, in the season. But Mariota needs to do a better job cleaning up the football because this Falcons team does not have the horses on the defensive side of the ball to be put in bad situations. Uh, so Mariota has got to protect the football a little bit better. Um. I, I agree on all that. And, uh, you know, going into last week, we said, okay, I don't want to see 12 of 13 anymore. You know, I'd rather see 18 of 25. You know, I think he's been trustworthy enough to open it up a little bit more. Well, he did throw two picks, but he also threw three touchdowns. And some of that yeah. was catch and runs. A lot of it was catch and runs. That's okay. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. you're you're finding ways to get uh, Kyle Pitts involved by using him in motion. You know, the, the wrap around into a screen and then turn him loose in the secondary. And, you know, he took a big hit. And the other dude didn't get up. You've heard me say how much I love tight ends in the secondary. You know, yeah. that's why. That's it's a 50-pound mismatch, 60-pound mismatch in the, in, back there. Um, but he was 20 of 28 passing with three touchdowns. Yes, two, two interceptions. Um, but 20 of 28. And like I said, I was thinking 18 of 25, somewhere in there. That's, that's pretty close. I'd like to see him about 25 attempts. But I don't think this year. I, I, don't, th- I don't see any reason. I, I'm not calling for Desmond Ritter right now by any stretch of the imagination. This team is wildly exceeding expectations uh, with him at, uh, with him at uh, quarterback Chris coming in. And then we got to get going here pretty soon. We started a little late. We're going to keep it right at about a 30 minute show today, but we will be back tomorrow for an extended version. Um, Do you think the Falcons are planning on drafting a quarterback in the first round in the next NFL draft? No, I don't. Uh, Right now they'd be at 19. I don't think they would take a quarterback at 19. Um, even if they fall out of the you know, first round, uh, win the division, um, and, and they get into the pool, the non-playoff pool, I don't think they're taking a quarterback if they're picking between 12 and 20. Um, I, I just don't. I think they're going to evaluate all their options. And if Arthur Smith and Terry Fontenot you know, decide that this is their guy, uh, even maybe make a small trade to go up and get him, then I think it's possible, uh, but it's got to be their guy because once you take a quarterback in the first round, your clock as a decision maker, whether it be head coach or general manager, starts. Uh, especially that'll be year three for these guys' debut. Mm-hmm. You're pretty much saying like this is the guy we're betting on, and there are quarterbacks in this class that maybe would be good fits. I really think that getting a quarterback with some 
uh, rushing ability, some power maybe would be an interesting fit uh, for this offense long-term. If there's somebody that fits uh, their scheme, personality, whatever, definitely. So I think that uh, they're going to evaluate all options, but they're not going to go into it desperately. They took a draft uh, roll of the dice last year in Desmond Ritter. They got another year, Marcus Mariota. If there's somebody that they love, then they should swing, right? But it, that's the caveat. It's the asterisk. Like, if you love this guy, then take him. But you have to do so knowing full well that probably your career then depends on this guy working out. Yeah, at least, you know, Arthur Smith's going to have a long career in this league. He'd be a retread for sure. He's shown oh, enough that yes. I think he's he's going to be just fine even if it ends up going south. Everybody gets fired. Yeah. <laughs> Every You're hired to get fired. Um, you know, we'll all be complaining here. Um, anyway, uh, Desmond Hunter's like 65 years old right now, and Roderick says, God, I hope not. I don't want him to draft a quarterback. Um, you know, the other caveat on that is, is you know, has Desmond Ritter shown enough to pique the interest where he's got a second round value and you could package a, a first and Ritter to move up some, but again, not in the teens. I don't, I'm not taking a quarterback in the teens for this team. Um, I'm, I'm more interested in edge wide receiver corner. Um, what, what, what's your, what's your position? I would say, I just heard you say wide receiver and my ears perked up first round wide receiver. Let's go, baby. I mean, they're valuable. Um, they're valuable. It's you gotta have. Well, they are, and and if you're if you're the offensive and defensive lines are playing so much better, you know. Yeah. That, again, if those get solved, I'm okay with getting a skill guy. BPA um, baby. You got to resign. You got to resign left guard. You know, I, I'd be I'd be offering Wilkinson another contract right now. And right. Caleb Caleb McGarry's going to cost you some money at right yeah. tackle. He's going to cost you a little bit of money too. Um. So you know, if, if you take care of that, and again. You get me a talented big body in the trenches, and I'm pretty much never going to complain. But corner right now for me, another talented corner opposite – two more talented corners opposite yeah. A.J. Terrell changes this team. It, yeah. Right now, I think that's your biggest change on this team. On that note, we are going to get out of here. We're going to be short today. We'll be back tomorrow with an extended version. We're going to do some post-trade deadline talk. We'll take a look forward to the Chargers. PJ Walker just carved you up. You ready for uh, Justin Herbert? Okay. Remember what I just said? Corners, 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 corners. Hopefully AJ Terrell will be back. But Nick, uh, appreciate you stopping in. Everybody appreciate you being here today. And uh, (laughs) if we don't take a wide receiver, we are falconing. They'll take a wide receiver. Um, I just don't necessarily want one in the first round. Um, I would have been pretty pleased with Alec Pierce in the second round he's he's doing really really well for uh for indianapolis right now drake uh drake london's a good player uh you keep stacking good players you're going to be just fine neat forget needs this team needed everything if you hit on your top draft picks you're going to be just fine uh on that note i'm going to get out of here we're going to hop over to mile high huddle um i just got back from jolly old england had a good time and and nick and i are going to catch up on uh broncos jaguars and trade deadline so check us out on Falcons Podcast if you're list if you want to listen to us uh, after the fact. Falconspodcast.com. Uh, we'll give you all of the places that you want to go: Apple, Spotify, all of those. So that gives you the links to everywhere you can find us. So until tomorrow morning, we appreciate you being here, and we'll see you next time.